they had the world's largest gold nugget very cool you could touch it it was out and hey, they but had, did they like, have the world's largest round barn no they have no. nothing on marshfield <laughs> <laughs> that don't impress me much you got the world's you got the world's largest gold nugget that don't impress me much <laughs> another episode of goddess hangs episode 123 and i'm juliet obviously obviously <laughs> obviously and we created the goddess hangs podcast to inspire you to live magically to wake you up to your inner power Ooh. Bring. Which is on a mission. Woo! That's us. That's us. And maybe that's you too. Oh my gosh. Well, we have a fun little episode planned for you today. I am very tired. I am in South Korea now. I had an 11 hour flight yesterday. I went to bed at like 1 a.m. I got up at like 7 to teach an amazing alchemy collective call. It wasn't at 7 a.m. I just got up early to <laughs> prepare myself. Um, wow. I'm just like, I'm not grounded at all. So we'll see how today goes. Okay. <laughs> I've got some coffee. We're going to learn about human beings <laughs> and and what's going on with us? <laughs> Why are we so depressed? Zucosis. Question. Zucosis. Zucosis. I finally finished one of another one of my Osho books that also had some interesting insight on this that I think aligns. So it's going to be a fun little episode just contemplating the human experience. And I really think like ultimately it comes back to community and connection and how we kind of like lack that in today's day and age. And that's one of the reasons we're so grateful for the goddess hangs community because we do, it is digital, but we have this really cool community and connection with people who are also living magically and we just love it. We're so grateful. Yes, we do. And we are. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking, okay, quick, 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 quick quickest of your life plug before we get into what's new with us mm-hmm. and on the topic of community and connection we have three spots left in this epic <gasps> bali bundle i know you're listening i know you're thinking about everyone's it everyone's been buying their plane tickets mm-hmm. sharing when they're arriving what airports they're stopping through it's getting real and remember this bundle this bundle you come the to bundle. bali you get a year epic. inside the Alchemy Collective, you get Quantum Maybe. Goddess, you get Activate Your Magic, you get a Creative Visionary Bundle, you get all sorts of stuff. You get Money Mindset Magic, and you get to come to Bali with us. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. It's going to be amazing. Um, it's a no-brainer. And we just hosted the most amazing call inside the Alchemy Collective. Oh, my gosh. And That's I wore, so if you're not watching, I'm wearing a pink cowgirl hat and an iridescent pink dress. Did it have to do with the theme? Not at all, but I just wanted to dress up. <laughs> I 
thought, I've been so uncomfortable this week. We're teaching on discomfort. I'm going to wear something cute just because. And now I feel like every class I'm just going to dress up. That's not a promise, but it is an idea. So remember, the Alchemy Collective is your, it's your destination for inspiration. <laughs> if you're a witch on a mission, witch on a mission for real Ooh. magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shall we go into what's new with us? Yeah, Julia, what's new with you? Oh my gosh. So much since last time we talked. Not really. Ah! Not really. Um, I wrote down... <laughs> I wrote down happiness. <laughs> oh, what's new with me? Just that I'm... That dodgy old bugger happiness. <laughs> that I've been going through my own little... I should have written mini dark night of soul. Because I've been going through ah. a mini dark night of the soul. Even though it's... I know you can't tell in this pink, amazing look I've got going on. Um... There's a couple of reasons why I shared last week that I am tapering off of antidepressants after four years. Um, I have no problem with antidepressants. I'm, I, I, I love them and they saved me and the side effects are driving me nuts and I'm ready to be off. So I have had <laughs> the hardest week. I've cried over things that nobody should cry over. I cried because some people don't have sisters. I cried. I cried. My heart broke. <laughs> I felt levels of anger and frustration that I haven't felt in years. Things that were not even, I mean, not to invalidate my feelings, but I was like, this is not worth this level of extreme emotion. And yeah. I've had all sorts of weird physical side effects. It seems to be improving. Good. We'll see. <laughs> it seems to be improving. I put a story on my Instagram saying like, hi, everyone. I'm uncomfortable. I'm unhappy. I'm going through it. And so many people, <laughs> my hair was so greasy. I was like just having an off day. And so many people like replied and they said, oh my gosh, thank you. Like there's lots of anxious witches that are, that follow you. And like, we appreciate this. So just know if I ever say anything uh, like that, you can always reach out to me or to Sadie. We're, we're always in our DMs. And um, it just, so, so many of you made me feel really good made me feel really good. One person tried to sell me uh, their homegrown mushrooms. Uh, I was like, I'll, I'll think about it. I was like, I, I admire I the sales pitch. I admire being like, hey, I noticed you weren't feeling too good. They, <laughs> Do they I have amazing. an offer for you? I know. I'm, I'm kind of considering Not medical it. advice, but definitely helps. <laughs> Absolutely not medical <laughs> advice. Um, so I wrote down happiness. I wrote down Jasmine. I have been going for walks in the neighborhood and just oh, stealing when the jasmine bushels of play. jasmine oh. for the house, like vases filled with jasmine in, in all the rooms. The house smells amazing. If you have jasmine in your neighborhood, steal it. Steal it. It grows back. They, it, it wants to be picked. They want you to pick it. It's a lot. That's so I've been there. taking bushels of jasmine. Number three, med withdrawal. Yeah, I talked about that. I'm crying a lot more than usual. Um, <laughs> but but the reason I'm – one of the reasons I'm not interested in taking it anymore um, 
that's reversing itself immediately. So I won't get into it. I won't get into it. But major difference. <laughs> totally validating. All right. If you know, you know. Um, and then Italy's coming up. And I kind of can't believe it. So he doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can talk about it. Um, I think I think something's actually going to happen. Like I like Tell us what like why. Tell us because no this isn't a because you have a special day planned no but i did but i did tell him when i was like oh yeah i think we have a call this day and he was like oh okay and normally he'd be like whatever that's cool but he like made a note of the day we had the call and i also i feel like i shouldn't be saying this we were leaving his grandma's house and she speaks spanish and i heard him i heard him tell his grandma that he bought it in Spanish. Okay, done deal. If he doesn't do it in Italy, that'd be so dumb. <laughs> It'd be a bit of a waste. <laughs> You're like, I've been secretly learning Spanish, but not telling Victor, so I can, so I can. Um, I heard, you know, eavesdrop. Co- I heard a compre una anillo, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> well, well, well. Oh my god, that's crazy. I know, and so. In like, in light of that. So first of all, you know when you want something so bad and you like literally, <laughs> you literally lay out the, maybe you're like me, maybe you're not. I was like, Italy would be romantic and I bought us the plane tickets. <laughs> and then like two weeks later, I booked us a ring appointment and I was like, And you're like, that I can't one. believe this is happening this day. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you right now, it would have eventually happened, but it wouldn't have happened like this. (laughs) Talk about being a rebel visionary to get what you want. But now I told the, but now I'm like, okay, this is so funny. So this is another thing I'm noticing. So I'm coming off my medicine and there's this like dark part of me that the medicine definitely muted okay and and i i'm not sure i'm ready for it to come out so like what okay so obviously like i'm completely committed to this man i want to be with him forever i want to have his children like same dick forever i'm i'm in i'm in right sure Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's this part of me that's like oh my god like I'll never drive in a car next to somebody and like wonder how they feel about me. And I'm like, that wasn't fun to begin with. (laughs) Why am I romanticizing that? (laughs) It's like, oh my God. I think that's natural though. That's natural to go through those motions and those thoughts. You have to like grieve this part. I haven't been single in six years. I have to sort of like grieve this, this thing that... You know, from my read of the dating world right now, I mean, you're off gallivanting and doing your thing. Well, other than being stood up, I have not had any sort of gander (laughs) into the dating world. And it was the best night of my life on this trip so far. (laughs) But my other friends who are out there dating, they're not having fun. I'll tell you, they're Mm -hmm. not like, ooh, they're like, this is such a drag. So I know. So, and then I had this dream. 
I know there's nothing more interesting than hearing about somebody's dream, but I had this dream where I like reconnected with, with my ex mm. and we had this like mm. amazing time. And um, he was not a nice, good person. I mean, maybe beneath his issues, he was a good person. I, I obviously saw something in him, but um, in the dream, he was like happy and healthy and we were like having so much fun and it was like healing this part of me. And then he looked at me and he was like, I want to be with you forever. And I looked at him and I said, no, I'm getting engaged soon. Like this is over. And he hugged me and he said, then goodbye forever. And I bet I will never dream about this guy again. I felt like that was me like saying goodbye, single Juliet. Hello. Sayonara. Fiance. <laughs> so. Wow. Like I'm, wait. I think yeah, I'm like. for this moment on the. I can't believe it. Like I definitely laid out the the carpet, the instructions, it's but it's like going to happen. Somebody's going to you, lock you me lay down. Lay out the red carpet for the universe to deliver, and it has. It is. Compre una una anillo or un. I don't know if it's feminine or masculine. But speaking of rings. Yeah, my brother. I don't know if I said on the podcast, but my brother got engaged. Yay! And he texted me. Um, they they booked their venue. They have their oh, date set. Fast. It's two days after my birthday, and I kind of feel like they're stealing my thunder. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Did I say that to him? No, but I was like, it's an interesting day. I, Sadie, I like how it's not even on. It's not even within 24 hours of your birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday like, weekend. It's my birthday weekend. That would be the weekend that I would fly somewhere with my friends and celebrate it. I guess who that weekend's going to be about now? Not me. <laughs> Luke and Mrs. Luke. <sighs> That's fine. I, did, I, I didn't say that, but I was like, <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Well, I'll make a note to not plan my wedding in the month of August, just in case it, uh, you know. <laughs> my, my, I'm a Virgo, but I have a Leo stellium, and my stellium was like, <laughs> okay, if that's <laughs> I'm just kidding, because it's one, it's one year. It's not like I'm going to celebrate their anniversary with them every year, and we don't celebrate my birthday together. I'm going to be honest. This doesn't, I mean, you can move the, the birthday plans. I think this is a great problem. It's a great problem. I know. I'm teasing. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm making a joke. It's not a genuine, but I was like, when you texted me that, yeah. I was like, I was like, I guess I'm doing my birthday weekend the weekend before. It's going to be a busy month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And remember, the whole, month, the whole birthday month, you can oh, celebrate celebrating it in Bali. My birthday a little late and Sadie's birthday a little early in Bali with us. We're going to have a party yeah. at the beach. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, this isn't this year. It's next year. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm already celebrating it in Bali. <laughs> That's this year. <laughs> time. I have no concept of time. None. I feel like time doesn't exist. I, I realize the only way I realize that I've been traveling for one month now is because I got my period. And I was like, oh, I traveled while I had my period. <laughs> That's happening again. Huh, it's been a whole month. That's crazy. <laughs> what better way? It's like, has it been seven years? Has it been three days? <laughs> I have literally no idea. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, wait, just the entire, I should make a, a video of any time we're somewhere pretty, I should film myself going like, 
now. <laughs> you should absolutely. I got so sucked into like eight videos on TikTok of this girl like packing for her trip and being like, I don't know. Am I being ridiculous? excuse me, ridiculous. Like, is he gonna, this is why I think when she's talking while she's packing and then they're on the trip and, and she'll like show him like bending down to tie his shoelace. And she's like, Mm -hmm. and then it's not it. And like, there was like a series of eight and I watched every single one. And yes, they did end up getting engaged. Couldn't tell you who it was, but I got super sucked into the story. So please do. I will watch all of it. Okay. I'll do it. Now I'm going to look like a real, a real little dodo if this doesn't doesn't happen but i'm willing to risk it i, I don't it, care the only way it's not happening on this trip is if this trip is a fake out and he's doing something crazy romantic that i has don't to do want with something. something crazy romantic i wanted yeah, it in italy <laughs> that is crazy romantic but yeah. i'm saying if you wanted it if you wanted it to be like a place that's special to you guys or you wanted your families to be there when it happened i don't know that's i know you're correct i have made it abundantly clear though i'm like like somebody was like you don't want to just like get engaged and then like immediately show up at a party and everyone you know is there i was like absolutely not (laughs) no (laughs) i don't want to tell anybody until after we're married but (laughs) i don't want to announce that i'm pregnant until it's until people are like that woman's pregnant like i (laughs) And you're like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're due in four weeks. Like, I want it to be. (laughs) They're the twins. (gasps) That's my dream. Oh, it would destroy my body. (laughs) And I'll handle it. So that's what's new with me. I am uh, discovering what makes me the happiest and planning for a trip where I'm fairly certain something will happen. Although I have no expectations and I'm going to have fun either way. But I'll say the biggest surprise would be if it didn't. That's what I'll say. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, you won't see an Instagram caption that's like, I can't believe this happened. You're like, I laid this all out brick by brick. You're welcome. I literally did. And, you know, he, no one's forcing him. No one's forcing him. No, that's what, I mean, if you want a certain kind of engagement, you should lay it out. <laughs> you can't read your mind. No. I'm curious if he's like, let's get it done in the first couple of days. We can enjoy our engagement. Or if he's going to keep you on your toes and do it at the end of the trip. I feel like he should do it at the beginning. But what do I know? I've never been engaged. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But like, obviously, I'm excited to marry this man. Like, done deal. But I keep forgetting about, like, the actual piece of jewelry that I'm going to receive and how beautiful it is. (laughs) All of it's very, very exciting, very overwhelming. And, um, yeah. So that's what's new with me. Just jumping the gun. I know there's, like, one person listening who's like, it's not going to happen. I want to see this crash and burn. Well, it's not going to happen that way. (laughs) I don't think anyone's listening thinking that. Oh, God. Okay. What's new with Sadie Lady other than being on your period? I have my period. Um, I'm so glad that it turns out, you know, we're traveling month by month. First month was Oceania, you know, New Zealand and Australia. I didn't <laughs> know that that's what it was referred to. Turns out it is. Um, then a month in South Korea, then a month in Japan and whatever. Um, 
accidentally, that's just always on my period. Love traveling with my period. So fun. So much fun. Amazing. At least it's not on the heavy days so far. Um, but I'm in South Korea now. Um, flew from Sydney to Seoul last night. I have seen nothing except my small hotel room. Um, <laughs> and like one street I walked down. But it's so... Let me back up. Since we last talked, I road tripped to Sydney. It was so fun. I loved Sydney. It was, we stayed um, in the like central business district area. And so it was like super walkable, super fun. The trains and the buses there are like super easy to navigate. You know, I'm a public transit girly now. I'm just like, (laughs) big character development, big character development, but it's really easy there. I'll get to that because it is not easy in South Korea. <laughs> mm. um, but it's so funny because like, so it was kind of nice to start my full-time travel experience, my full-time travel, like six months um, in New Zealand and Australia to ease into it because they're English speaking countries. But at the same time, I was kind of like, like the, especially like New Zealand, like, the hills and the foliage and the weather like it kind of I was like it it feels like California (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like I don't really feel like I'm somewhere else and then when we got to other parts it was very different very beautiful but at first like when I first got to Auckland I was like um and and being in Australia too like it you know I'm on the beach it's it's a little different there's huge spiders oh my god I'll get to that in a moment um but I was like I don't feel Um, I don't feel grounded in the fact that I'm in Australia. Like most of the time I was there because I was kind of in that like one place. I mean, holding a koala was certainly helpful in that. Um, (laughs) and then we went to the Irwin family zoo, Australia zoo, which was so fun. I got to pet another koala. Her name was Khaleesi. She was so cute. And we had this moment, she was like looking in my eyes and leaning in and the zookeeper was kind of like, like letting her lean in, but was also kind of, but we were just like having this moment. Oh, so cute. And there was more (laughs) kangaroos to pet. And then we watched this show. And did I tell this last time? There was like, we watched like a crocodile show. Like they were like going up close to it and feeding it. It was so scary. It was so fun. It was crazy. So they have this crocodile, which is like a coliseum. I think I was telling this to my dad on FaceTime. Similar vibe. I'm like, did I say this on the podcast? I (laughs) didn't. No, I don't know. No, No. Okay. Okay, so they have this big stadium in the zoo, and they have a big show there. And so we went in, and there's a big screen, and then in the middle, you know, we're sitting on all these bleachers, and in the middle is where the people are with the different animals. And the first thing is they play this, like, inspiring music, and all these huge parrots are flying in unison, like, two at a time. They're flying in unison across, and it's like, I start... I start bawling take a drink start start crying it's so beautiful and inspiring these birds they're have like they're doing such a good job they have a job and they love it i could just feel it like i don't know i, I was just like these birds love their job um and they were, they were like huge like rainbow parrots you know like they were so cool and then they were doing a little bit of a show with the birds um they had this they 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 trained this one bird to like, all, like go for a, a $5 bill. So they had just a random audience member, like hold the money and the bird came up and took it and like sat on his arm and then like <laughs> stole it. <laughs> and he wouldn't give it back, even though he's supposed to do this whole thing. It was very funny. 
And then they brought out some snakes and um, we're talking about how, so Australia has 10 of the world's most venomous snakes and they're not just out in the wild. They're also in suburbia. They're just around. Good. We all know this. Um, Australia just got some scary stuff in it. And, but this was, I started crying again because they showed on the screen, on the big screen, a clip from you know, the show of Steve Irwin and his wife, Terry, and, and he's teaching you about what to do if you get bit by a venomous snake. And he's mm. like, and, oh, I am crying. You know, like, we're all like laughing. Like, he's so funny. He's so full of life. He's so passionate about what he does. He's so alive. Like, he's unbelievably alive. Like, I, I've just, I'm like feeling the chills right now. Like, I was overwhelmed with how present and huge he is there like I've never felt someone's energy so strongly he's so proud of his family he's so proud of his legacy he's so like it's unbelievable one of the most just but anyway so he's there's this rope and he's like oh no the dreaded rope snake and he's like wrestling it he's like terry terry you know and like they're like acting it out like as though he was really bit and like it's so funny and it's just you know it's like it's just heartbreaking and gut-wrenching because you're just like you know how you know they're saying like you know only the good die young or taken too soon and all these things yeah. but just the love he had, like you, him and his wife's connection and just everything about it. I was just, I was crying watching it. <laughs> it was so good. I was like, I can't wait. I want to rewatch all of his, all of the shows. Um, but then, so they had the, the, this giant croc come out. His name was Casper the Crocodile. He was not friendly and they were teaching us different things, but there was these two guys that were trained, you know, to deal with the croc. And they, I mean, they were showing, they're like, see, cause there's this like shallow pool of clear water. So you can see the crocodile and they're like getting in the water and they're splashing around. They're like, see, like he reads the splashes and it's coming and they jump out at the last second and like throw the meat where they were and the croc like gets out and snaps it. Oh my God. It was so scary and thrilling. Um, and they make it really educational. They're like, you know, do not, you know, you might want to read your book sitting on that tree branch hanging over the uh, the river, but do not. Like, the croc will come and get you. Like, crazy. Um, so the show was so good. Like, the show alone, I would have, like, paid to go there. But the zoo is amazing, too. Um, and then, uh, you know, we drove down to the motel that I was at last week that we recorded from. That was an experience. There was a beautiful beach there. Like the water was warm. The water's so cold in California. The water was super warm and went swimming and it was so nice. And then we went to Sydney and this is where I was like, I really feel like I'm in Australia because mm. we went to the famous Bondi beach, um, which is just like iconic. It was so windy and cold the day we went I was super bummed I really wanted to um just have like a you know beach day it's hot laying out at the iconic beach but it was still beautiful um big waves very dangerous <laughs> they like have lifeguards like on high alert there my cousin went in and they were like woman swimming get back to the beach now because <laughs> she was like going too far over and I was like woman <laughs> they're like woman swimming it was so funny I was like Alexa I told you not to go over there um typical Alexa no I don't know anything about Alexa <laughs> You know, Alexa, she's always swimming. She just so much of my family. She's, she's my cousin on my mom's side. They like all love being in water so much. They Aww. just like will jump in any river or lake or ocean. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a little more, I need to 
examine what's going on. I'm scared of the water a little bit. I did not go to that beach. Um, but then, okay, so my favorite thing to do when I am traveling is, especially when I'm in a city, specifically, not when I'm somewhere rural, but when I'm in a big city, a big iconic city, famous city, um, I like to like look at my map, have an end goal, and then just sort of have the map downloaded in case I get lost, but have the end goal and just sort of like want intuitively wander my way there. Mm-hmm. And so our last day in Australia, um, we had uh, our IG live and then we did a private coaching session, which was like so, so, so fun. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, I was like, hi on life. I was like, oh my God, I'm living in my purpose. I'm having so much fun doing work while I'm in Australia and I'm going to go have the best day. And um, so my end goal was this famous Sydney opera house, you know, the like the white sales looking thing. And um, so my at first I was like, okay, well, I guess I should just like, like go straight this way. But my intuition was like, no, actually like go down this street a couple blocks and then loop around this way. So I was like, all right, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm an intuition girly. I'll listen. And I didn't even really like mean or care about hitting like all the museums and botanic gardens and stuff in Sydney. I was like, this is the last day. I just kind of want to like get to the Harbor, the opera house, chill there. I had like brought my book and journal and stuff, but the universe had other plans. And so I like wandered and accidentally came upon this beautiful war memorial building that I walked through that the energy was like really powerful. Um, came across the Australia museum, which had a huge crystal exhibit. That was so cool. It made me miss all my big crystals. I was like, Oh, I was like, hands on the glass. Like, let me touch them. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cool and they had like giant crystal th- they had the world's largest gold nugget very cool you could touch it it was out and hey, they but had, did they like, have the world's largest round barn no they have no. nothing on marshfield with <laughs> that don't impress me much you got the world's you got the world's largest gold nugget that don't impress me much <laughs> Um, and then I accidentally wandered upon an art gallery and I walked through the art gallery and felt so inspired. And then I accidentally wandered into the botanic gardens and I didn't walk all the way through, but they were absolutely beautiful. What I did see, cause I was trying to, I was like, God, I really like got distracted today. I need to see the opera house before, you know, I like, I wanted to see it in the light and at sunset. So I finally made it to the opera house. It was so cool to see it in person. I just feel like I've seen like so many pictures and videos of it. And it's just like one of the most iconic architectures, you know, in the world, I feel like definitely for Australia. It was so beautiful. I like walked up close by it and looked around and then I was like, hit it from every angle. I walked fully around it. I walked across this huge long bridge. It was just so fun and cool. And that, seeing some of those more famous sites, I was like, ah, okay. You know, I saw my koala or I held my koala. I touched my kangaroo. I saw the Sydney opera house. I saw Bondi beach. I had my quintessential (laughs) Australian, uh, experience. And I do want to go back and do a proper, uh, road trip with more time next time. Cause I didn't get to see a lot of the rest of the beautiful country. So, um, but that was really cool. Um, But I was going to say, so, you know, everyone's like, oh, Australia, they've got big spiders. They've got venomous snakes. Very, very scary. And I was like, you know, yeah, but everyone's being dramatic. No, I saw so many fucking giant spiders. (laughs) Abundance. (laughs) 
I mean, my first night there, it wasn't a giant one, but it was a scary one. There was a, a spider in my bedroom, which I just chased out into the hallway. Ow. <laughs> I Ow. It. it was too fast. <laughs> I'm... Uh, I'm walking down the sidewalk and like, I don't know. I like when I'm walking, like I like to just like, I, I stopped after this, but I was just sort of like touching the leaves and stuff as I walked down the sidewalk. Like, there was like bushes. Oh, no. And then I'm like paused at like a little uh, crosswalk waiting for some cars. And I like turn. This is the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life. Besides I've, I think I've seen this spider in a fucking zoo before. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It, it was, and it was, like, if I would have reached my arm out, it was this close to me. It would have just ridden on your shoulder like a parrot. It was, like, the body was, like, this big. With its legs, it was, like, this big. And it was just chilling in a bush. It was just <laughs> chilling in the bush. And that was the last time I touched the bushes in Australia. Done. And then I, I just, there was one that kept rebuilding a web over my doorway and my Airbnb host kept knocking it down, but it would build it again every night. That was really giant and scary. And there was like four other ones I saw walking around. <laughs> oh, there was so many spiders, but the, you know, they didn't, they left me alone. And then I didn't see any snakes out in the wild, but I was flipping through the local brochure that they left me of like stuff happening in the neighborhood. And there was like a, <laughs> the snakes are out. Beware. <laughs> message in it like some of some of our locals have walked through the park and seen snakes slithering by here's what to do if you see one and i was like this is a walk the other way so i would i was like when i was walking through the parks and stuff i was like i'm not going near any leaves that are like piled up grass clear short grass or paths only and i was fine but i was just like the whole time i was there i felt like i was on edge like i was like is there gonna be a snake or a spider I have to look up the kind of snake that it was, but when I was in Israel, we were staying on this, oh my God, I'm, I can't remember what it was called. Is it called? It's not a kibitz. There's like a, maybe it is. There's a kibbutz. There's like a place, it's like a communal kind of place where people live and there was like a pool and like a dining hall and all these things. And a snake went by, a pitch black snake about, I mean at least four feet thick from a distance fast let me look it up i was like oh and then that same place that we were staying in at night there were bats everywhere but not the little bats that we see in the valley like there's some like cute little bats no these were like huge 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 bats i was like that <laughs> A lot of animals in this world. It's going to tie oh, in beautifully yeah. to our topic today. It is. Um. So yeah, I had a great end of my my trip in Oceania, um, and now I'm in South Korea. And like I said, I I literally got in late last night. It's now afternoon, but all morning we were we had a call and we were working. So I haven't left the hotel room yet. Very excited to go get lunch soon um, and see what it's all about out there. But uh, it, it was just, I'm like, this is immediately stretching me outside of my comfort zone, dripping in discomfort, which was the mm -hmm. theme of our class today, which was so good, by the way. And if so you want to catch the replay, um, you can DM us gold on Instagram and you can try out a fast pass or mm -hmm. get in the Alchemy Collective, like get in there. 
we're ready. We're ready to, to take your mission to the next level. But, um, the class today was so good. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like it, it you know, like I said, like it was, it was kind of good to start out in like New Zealand and Australia and get used to being abroad. And now this is like the next level because, um, all, you know, like a, ton, a lot of the, the, the signs I need to like get around and stuff, like they have the English version, very small underneath, but like, it's a challenge. It's not, and like most people that we've been like, asking a question to like we couldn't figure out the train what we were supposed to do to get to our hotel which was very close but like people don't speak like great english you know like some countries you go to and almost everyone speaks like really great english so far i don't i don't know it might be more like that when we go out more but um learning to just like figure out how to communicate which is is part of the the fun and and learning just like the kind of keywords that can get you by and things like that um but it's, it's, yeah. now I feel I'm really, really, really abroad, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was fun. Just the short walk from the train station, um, to the hotel. Like it's, everything's just so lit up. I feel like, um, so much in Asia, at least South Korea, it seems like so far. And then I know Japan, like there's so much like, uh, whimsy and like, uh, like you just see the, like the, the, the Pokemon characters and the, you know, like things like that. Like they had this little, uh, cartoon thing at the train station that was for safety, but they look, but the, it, it looked like, um, like, not like anime, but just like cartoonish. Like mm-hmm. it was so cute. Like it, everything's like so cute and whimsical that I've seen so far. <laughs> Very little, but I'm just obsessed. I'm so obsessed. I'm so excited to like go out and I have a full month in South Korea, 34 days. So it's going to be wow. really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I'm in Incheon, which is just like the little island where the airport is on. Um, just for a couple days, we're going to explore a couple of things out here. And then we're going to be in Seoul, the big major city. And then we're going to Busan and Jeju Island. So I'm really excited. Um, and then Japan for a month after this. So very exciting. Are you going um, to do um, the tour where they take you to the edge of South Korea and so, North Korea? I think so. So it's called the DMZ. It's the demilitarized mm-hmm. zone. And yeah, you can get a tour. They take you there. You can, I guess there's like a little village that's in that zone too. Um, we were recommended to like make sure you go with an official tour and not just like take yourselves there because there are like rules and mm-hmm. you know whatever um but i feel like i can't like be in korea and not go to the border and, no you, know, you have that, that like, was so interesting yeah the first thing i thought of yeah yeah oh <gasps> someone's knocking um we'll just keep going <laughs> um so yeah so that's exciting and then We've just been having a lot of fun getting clearer and clearer on our mission and our offerings and um, building up the Alchemy Collective. And we have this new offering that's coming out. It's called Rebel Visionary that we're super, super excited for. We've Mm -hmm. teased it a little bit and there's already a lot of excitement about it, Um, but it's coming out this Friday. So make sure if this like peaks and interest that you keep up to date with our uh, social medias where we'll share more about it. But basically it's a five day immersion something very different than what we've done before. And we want to take your divine visions in your heart and help you share them, express them. 
uh, make life your fucking masterpiece. It's been mm-hmm. what's been lighting us up the longest is channeling our creative energy into this podcast and this business and the offerings and the ways that we can serve the world, serve this community. And we know we have so many of you who ask us for advice and questions about, um, you know, showing up online, sharing your art, sharing your work. And so Rebel Visionary is the answer for that. So we're so excited to to share this. And um, Friday, Friday's the big day. Yes, I'm thrilled. I'm so, so, so mm-hmm. excited. What's going to be cool about this is we're just getting so much feedback. It's great. It's like the feedback we're getting is in, it's in total connection to like what we're most lit up by right now. Like when we Mm -hmm. did the Alchemy Collective call, a lot of people like their biggest vision had to do with visibility and being bigger and expressing themselves and specifically on social media, specifically in the online space. And in a time where it's like, there's all this following the trend and worrying about robots and filling in templates, like we're over it. (laughs) It doesn't work for us. It's boring. (laughs) It's boring. And it's probably not working for you. It's probably not working for you. So this is going to be epic and it's going to be like nothing we've ever done. And it's going to be at, um, it's going to be $55. It's going to be like a crazy, Mm -hmm. crazy low price point. So we're excited. We're so excited. Yeah. Oh, I wrote, this is, this is what we're excited about with Rebel Visionary, that when you change your world, you change the world. It starts with your world. And we, we just, we're so excited mm-hmm. to, to know your heart, know your visions and let you see how fucking important they are. And it's really about bravery and tenacity and the courage and the confidence to put your work out there. So, so stay tuned. This needs to be like a prereq. If you're going into business or you're expanding your business, if you're going into art, creativity, or expanding your art and creativity, if you just have a really amazing mission or a vision that falls outside those things, like you want to build mm-hmm. a community, whatever it is, you want to be an influencer, this this is a prereq. This is a prereq. It's going to be amazing. And we've spent, you know, many years individually, but like three years together. We, we mm-hmm. bought the templates. We, ch- we tried playing it by the book. It doesn't work. It doesn't no, work. We're, you know, we were really getting caught up in the strategy and how other people were doing it and how they were finding their success. And it didn't work. People, a lot of, a lot of the help we tried to get, like, I don't know what we're doing is just different and not everyone gets it. And so, um, that's all good. Um, so it works for other people, just not for us. Yeah. Uh, but also like it just, we were like, we started a business to be free and be ourselves and have fun. And when you lock yourself into rules and templates and strategies, well, a certain amount of strategy gives you a foundation to build upon. Like at some point you get so wrapped up in it. It's like, it's like, it's like the getting caught in the like fishing line or whatever. And like trying to like break out of it. It's like, at some point, like you're not having fun anymore. You're not, it's, it doesn't become a creative practice anymore and it becomes robotic. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to regurgitate what somebody else is doing because it is working for them. So, oh, am I supposed to be doing something that way? Yeah. That, that's what the rebel, that's a rebel part of it, right? It's like, how do I say, 
fuck it to the chat GPT and the templates and the this and that. And like those have a time and place where they can be helpful. Uh, but that's not why you want to have a business. That's not why you want to be a content creator to do what anyone else is doing. So this is about cracking open your own creative spirit and finding like the codes that you're meant to share with the world, digging into that and, and, and shining a light on it. And ooh, it's going to be so good. We're so excited. It's going to be so good. And you can Google strategic stuff. It's yeah. available for that's you. A, that's everywhere. And I'm the thought of teaching that bores me. So yeah. <laughs> we're going to help you tap into your unique spark your magic, get you feeling braver and bigger, taking up more space, being more visible, because that's that's what's going to change it. When you become confident, when you become captivating, that's what changes everything in your art, mm-hmm. in your business, in your life, in your relationship, in your soul. That, you know, it doesn't matter what four hashtags you're using. Like no. that's all literally two grains of sand on a, an enormous beach. <laughs> you know, it's like I have just sort of unfollowed or muted like every strategist, like social media strategist I follow because I was getting too caught up in it. And I wasn't having fun creating anymore. And I was just saying this to our Alchemy Collective earlier today when we had our call, but like, the moment I said, I'm just going to do what I want to do on social media mm-hmm. and not follow the rules and what I'm supposed to do and not use any hashtags and um, not use trending audios and not do this or that and just like post what feels fun and exciting and what I want to see, what I want to express, the engagement skyrocketed because it was good, because it was genuine, not because I used the proper hashtags. Like that stuff can help boost what's already there but like Mm -hmm. that's that comes later like first we need to find the way that you are meant to show up the way you are meant to express the way you are meant to um put your spark out into the world to start the fucking wildfires right to like change the world so we're at a point where we're 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 in our rubble era and we're saying fuck it to strategy you know, we have a a foundation of like, we know how to be consistent. We know Mm -hmm. what our vision is. We know what our mission is. And with that, that's, that's where the hot stuff comes from that, that you guys care about, right? Like you don't want to see us voice over the same trending audio that everyone else is doing. That's boring. You can watch them do it. You know, it's like, (laughs) we're, we're, we're in our rebel era. We're in our rebel visionary era. We're saying, fuck it to, at all and creating what is directly in our hearts and what sounds fun and exciting and lights us up. And if it bores us, then it's going to bore all you. Right. And so it's like, how we're going to, we're going to dig this out for you as well. The people that are listening that are ready to share their hearts, share their work, share their content. If it bores you, why would it excite anyone else? Right. So like how we dig into finding like that, that juice, that excitement, the reason you want it, the reason you want it. It's not to regurgitate what everyone else is doing. Ugh, boring. Snooze. <laughs> night, night. Rebel Visionary, Friday. Come join us. Friday. Ooh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And if this is your first time dipping your toes into our world, into our offerings, lucky you. What a place to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on in. All right. Yes. 
So we were talking about what should we discuss today on the podcast? And I said, how about zoocosis in zoo animals? <laughs> I said, well, how I come you considered is, zoocosis? This is, okay, well, you know, we're going to pull it beyond that. But this is an important topic because we've been, the theme of this month for us in the Alchemy Collective and what we're really passionate about is like, the importance of pushing us out of our comfort zone. And I think what we can pull this, this, con- this, this, it's not a concept, this symptom or this, this, what would you call it? Diagnosis of zoocosis mm-hmm. that, you know, they say, is it happening in humans now too? It's like, how do we, how do we not allow that to happen to us? Or how do we break free of that? Cause I was reading, you know, this and I was like, been there. I can absolutely relate to that feeling to that mm-hmm. it's 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 being stuck in the ego loop every day is the same and like how do we break out of our own zoocosis like we we do something that shakes up life right like we we do something that pushes us outside of our comfort zone so juliet share with us about zoocosis okay so this is such an interesting topic and i love how you just linked it because there's a bigger context and you'll you'll soon find out so zoocosis is something that happens to animals when they live in a zoo or like a small you know like a small enclosure that's way different than what they're naturally biologically evolutionarily um used to. Um, A lot of these animals are pack animals, or they're used to having miles and miles and miles and miles of ocean to swim across. I think there's, you know, you know, I think most zoos hopefully are either rehabilitating animals or they were born in captivity. So you can't really release them that because then they would, you know what I mean? Like, this is not a conversation about me having just went to like every zoo in Australia. But I will say they're very big, spread out, wild. I think they did a good job. And this isn't happening to every animal, but it's happening to some. So I'm going to say some examples um, of animals that have displayed signs of zoocosis while in captivity. And and th- th- there's just like this this debate of like, do we really need to have an orca in a tank to learn about it? Like, couldn't we go whale watching or like watch a documentary, you know? And I'm definitely, I think Sadie and I are both on the team of like, let the animals run free. <laughs> um, yeah. So here are some things that happen. So this was the first example. And this came to me. I thought about that movie Blackfish, which... Oh my gosh, I can't that I haven't seen it. I honestly don't. It's devastating. I, I think it came out when I was in the depths of my grief and I was like, I can't handle more than this right now. <laughs> it will destroy you. I mean, yeah. You can learn about it without going it's an amazing movie, but one of the most well-known examples of zoocosis is the condition of captive orcas at SeaWorld. In captivity, these animals display a range of abnormal behaviors, including swimming in circles, vocalizing excessively, and displaying a drooping dorsal fin. That's the saddest part. Their fin that's normally like tall and proud, it like droops over. And it's this direct result of their environment, of their cage. They're meant to be social. They're meant to be in pods. They're meant to go miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles a day, we put them in a box, of course they're going to react. Of course they're going to react. Another example is chimpanzees in captivity. 
They're social animals that live in complex social groups in the wild. When you keep them in captivity, they can display abnormal behaviors such as rocking back and forth, self-mutilation, and aggression towards other chimps. They're supposed mm -hmm. to be like a big old network, big family. And then you put two in an enclosure. Elephants. Um, they are so intelligent. They are so social. They are so emotional. They mourn. And then they return to the spot that the relative and uh, the relative elephant died. And they mourn years later. They're like, ah, oh, this is where we lost Jimmy. They remember. They Jimmy. remember. Yeah. When you put them in an unnatural environment, they may sway back and forth. A lot of them sway. They'll pace. They'll bob their heads. And these aren't natural behaviors. And it's a sign that they're anxious or depressed or uncomfortable. There's other examples too. Tigers pacing, biting their own tails, hurting themselves. Dolphins, similar to the orcas, uh, swimming in circles, showing agitation and aggression towards one another. Polar bears, repetitive circling. A lot of them start hurting themselves. A lot of them start hurting themselves or getting aggressive towards others. Birds, primates, big cats, seals and sea lions, just going in circles and being stressed and, and being upset. Mm -hmm. So how does this relate to us? Let me scroll to my notes. There's a theory that to me rings totally true that some of us are experiencing a similar phenomenon called human zoocosis as a result of living in environments that are not aligned with our evolutionary history. For, for how many centuries, how many hundreds of years did we live in groups? Mm -hmm. Did we live in nature? Did we live near one another? Proponents of this theory suggest that these problems are caused by a mismatch between our natural needs and the demands of our modern environment, which is characterized by sedentary lifestyles, social isolation, and a lack of connection to nature. To counteract these negative effects, some experts recommend adopting lifestyle practices like going outside and moving around and making friends. I'm going to tell you right now, I have zoocosis. And I'm sure many of you do too. I have human zoocosis. This is, this is a, a public service announcement. I have zoocosis. I do. I, I, I know. It's not contagious. It, but just the way... <laughs> like, like, like when a celebrity is like, you know, like coming out with like, I have something. <laughs> I have zoocosis. I do. <laughs> it's it's a serious problem, and I I probably don't right now because I've been out and about so much. But not too long ago, I was trapped inside of a house for many months. Um, couldn't even go outside because it was too cold. Definitely had zoocosis then. It was really, 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 really hard. I've think, had it before. <laughs> think about, for most of us, and this is what I'm working towards, okay? 
the magic of what we do here is we have figured out some things for sure. And we are geniuses at supporting you and mentoring you in some things for sure. Mm-hmm. There are other things where we're growing with you. And this is one of them for me. My zucosis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I created this life so I could have freedom and art and all these things and work for myself. Do you know what I do? I stay home. (laughs) And then I wonder why I'm sad because I haven't touched a tree or been in a group. And I'm working on that. Yeah. I was thinking about that, how like, you know, being in a in full-time travel mode like I make a point because I'm only in a place for so long even if I'm just like walking along a beach I've already walked down like when I was in my Airbnb in Brisbane for like eight days Mm -hmm. so like I was I wasn't seeing brand new stuff every day but I made a point to leave the house and like have an experience every single day because I was only going to be there for so long Mm -hmm. and I was like this is how I need to live when I'm home, when I have a home where I, you know, like, because I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I can just, I convince myself of what a homebody I am and I'm not, I'm like, I like a lot of alone time, but that, that homebodiness can be at an Airbnb. It doesn't need to be my home. Like I'm, it's more of a, I like alone time, I think, than, um, home, um, But I was just like, damn, like when I go home, especially living in LA, I was like, I've, I, you know, I've been to the, the Broad looks like broad, but I think it's Broad. broad, I've been to the Broad. Um, but I'm like, LA has so much stuff. Why am I not taking advantage? You know, I'm willing to take an hour and a half train ride into the city because I'm only in this city for, um, so long. But when we live somewhere, when we're in our routine, it's like if you want to have a life that's full of experiences or if like your dream someday is to travel full time, like I'm doing, like treat your day-to-day life like that now, like treat Mm. your hometown, treat where you live, treat your state like, Oh, like I'm, I'm a tourist. I'm an explorer. I'm here to have experiences and get in that energy because I was like, I'm like, Oh my God. Like I was like, I, I, I love it. I'm like, I, this is how we are, or at least I am meant to live. It doesn't mean I have to be traveling on and on forever and ever for the rest of my life. But like, I was like, when I get home, like, I want to live like this. I want mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm going out and having experiences and just sitting in restaurants by myself, people watching and writing my thoughts down and you know, I did that like a little bit once in a while, but not much. Like I mostly just sat at home because I was like, whatever, I have home. Why would I go? Why would I go out other than for like maybe a little mm-hmm. walk each day? And even that. Um, so there's something to that. It's like that's part of pushing through some discomfort to or like just the ego saying like, oh, we can always do tomorrow. Oh, we can always go tomorrow. Totally. It's like I want to have a unique and unique experience every single day. A unique a unique. <laughs> what I will say, so I have like three statistics on social isolation. <laughs> when you're socially isolated, you can have an you can literally die. Increased risk of mortality. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> not medical advice. Um, according to a survey by Cigna, nearly half of Americans, nearly half of Americans report feeling lonely or left out. Half. That's wild. And this third one is what I'm going to expand on a little bit. This says the COVID-19 pandemic has exacerbated social isolation with many people experiencing increased loneliness and mental health issues due to lockdowns and social distancing measures. That messed me up in my head. That was very difficult. That was very scary. And... I'm certain that it's still wired in me because I have thought of going out now to an extent Mm -hmm. as a risk. I'm like, well, I might as well stay home and not risk getting sick, which I, my brain, so I need to like re and unwire that. Um, And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people probably feel that way because, you know, for two years we were told to stay home, stay away from people. If you go near people, you will get sick and you will maybe die. And we all heard, we know, everybody reacted differently and had their own take on it, whatever. But like, it scared me. (laughs) It really scared me. Even if you didn't, you know, I never felt like I might die if I got sick. I never felt that kind of fear. Mm -hmm. But the stress... And of the bombardment and the worry about your loved ones mm-hmm. that would be more at risk. And it, and it was like a constant state of it, right? Because it was mm-hmm. like, and it was this weird, sh- yeah, I mean, where I think we all, <laughs> our nervous systems really took a, <laughs> a, hit. A, a beating during that time because it was like, oh my God, like I, you know, when I went home, and like, I, you know, I don't have ca- never had cable or anything. And so I didn't, didn't really watch the news. But when I'd be home and the news would be on, I was just like, oh, my God, the bombardment of the statistics mm-hmm. and this and that and that and that. It was just I was like, how is anybody watching this stuff? I'm struggling enough already as it is. It was and if you're watching this, I mean, it's just bananas. And yeah, like, of course, it was important for us to whatever, do our part. But um it was just a weird, crazy time that was not good for us. I saw, there was the funniest thread of like that some news outlet put like um, that like someone reported like uh, uh, it was like a tweet and it said like you know it turns out that the pandemic didn't actually have as big of a mental health impact as we thought it did. And then there was all these people responding about like <laughs> the crazy shit they did. With- <laughs> <laughs> We had to it was so it was so funny. It was like it was like I, I wish I could think of an example, but they were they were the most banana like things that people just like occupied their time with that were completely just ridiculous and they were like you want to tell me that the mental health impact wasn't this good. It reminds me of like in Parks and Rec when um Ben is working on his claymation and he was like they're like hey man are you okay and he's like could a depressed person make this? <laughs> That's the energy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they're like, um I have a yeah. I have a vivid memory of so I was lived at home with my parents when this was happening um, for most of the year. And I remember sitting in the backyard and just having a full-blown pit, like sobbing in the backyard because I was I mean, I was afraid to go to a market. I mean, so, and this wasn't that long ago. So I think a lot of us 
became a little more solitary, a little more isolated, a little more like weighing the risk of going to the big event. Like even though it's it's mostly, if not, I won't say it's entirely, it's mostly over. It's not urgent at this moment in time. Like we had it fed to us for a while, very consistently. So so we've all, yeah. so so here's here's what we're going to do with, why am I bringing this up? This is not like a mental health conversation as much as it is, you know, what cages are you putting around yourself in your life? You know, when you're the orca that's meant to swim freely and and be Mm. in social situations and be part of a, a group and a society and a community and and travel and leap into the air. In what ways might you be putting yourself in the little tank at SeaWorld? And how can you start to push against those walls so that, you know, I think a lot of us maybe sit at a sit at a cubicle or, or at, or at a, a, a job where we feel kind of boxed in. And, and there's nothing wrong with that like in it of itself, but like, are you then taking time to be with people? Are you then taking time to be in nature? Are you then taking time for your magical practice and the things that make you feel connected and spiritual and divine and all these things? Mm -hmm. Because I, I feel like if we look back at like human history, and this is a gross umbrella, vague statement, humans at their core move around spend time with other humans, have some sort of belief system that comforts them, and they're in nature. Like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the core. And we've we've gotten we put ourselves in the chimpanzee cage. We're like away from all that. Mm-hmm. And I know that's why this podcast and this community lands with so many people. Because it like sparks at the very least that community part or the belief in something magical part or the magic of, of being alive part. Like there's, there's things that our soul and our human, our human body needs. Like if you don't touch a baby, like if you just don't cuddle a baby, like their rate of survival like drops like crazy. Like we need physical human contact to set generally to some degree no we do i mean yeah it, it's yeah <laughs> it's science absolutely we do mm-hmm. need that um so I, it's so funny because i've i've been reading this book for a while sex matters by osho and i felt like at the end of it, it, it it's a little bit different a slightly different conversation but still a conversation about society and like the way we live and I think it kind of ties in interestingly Mm. to this and the concept of like you know ultimately ultimately what we all desire is freedom uh and so often we either society or just our own interesting unique experiences have, have put these rules around us that aren't actually there um so I wanted to read some of this He's talking about um, society and this book is about sex and he's talking about, so a lot of the book is about how, um, you know, we, uh, we live in a society that represses sex, that has made it 
dirty, a sin, something to be ashamed of, and why this is such a problem. And that sex is actually transcendental. It's actually the way to enlightenment. You don't go around it, you go through it. And then you move beyond it. And that's... uh, we we humans we we love sex we love the moment of orgasm because it is a moment in time where we are free of the ego time does not exist our body does not exist we've gone beyond that's what true meditation is like so this book is about how meditation can take you there and and Mm. and you know he talks about how like you won't even be interested in sex once you've experienced real meditation but you can't experience that real quote meditation unless you move through sex. You have to know what it's like, right? I'm like, well, my goal is not to move past sex. (laughs) I like it, but yeah, (laughs) I like the message. Um, (laughs) I'll take the piece that I like. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there, there's also a a chapter around, I don't know, living in communes and stuff. And I was like, eh, not for me. We'll past that. uh, Sadie needs a lot of alone time. That wouldn't work. (laughs) Although if you were like, I could send my kids with you for (laughs) the day so maybe it would work for me um but there was there was plenty in this book that i did not agree with just to be clear if you read it there's a lot in here i didn't agree with but there's a lot in here that was really really good and i that's what i enjoy about mm-hmm. reading and having my own points of view is that i don't have to agree with everything to still think it was an excellent read um but what he's talking about he's saying let's think about for a second um quote cultured society or our modern society that um, is advanced technologically. And he, he uses the word quote cultured in terms of like, um, like, you know, a sense of propriety, properness, um, you know, the way we view like values and morals, things like that. Um, versus if you look at um, like Aboriginal cultures and how, they are not as technologically advanced. They live much simpler lives. However, they're happy. <laughs> uh, and we are not. We are not overall. As a general mm-hmm. s- statement, modern society is pretty miserable. Um, and he says that the reason that there's this correlation that a miserable society is so technologically advanced is actually, and this is his view, so again, agree with it or don't, but I thought this was a very interesting point. He said it's actually because we've put so much shame and repression around sex and that energy has to be channeled somewhere. And so we've channeled that energy in good ways, in many ways, right, to move forward as a society to have all of these technologies mm. and advancements and so on. But it, and he's saying, I don't want you to be one or the other. I'm not saying one is right. We have to find this like middle ground, but we've it's, it's, he's like, is the cost worth it? Because we are miserable. <laughs> right. Mm. So it kind of ties into the zoocosis of like, we've swung so far past the edge. And then he's saying, you know, in these Aboriginal cultures uh, that they're, Sex is sex. It's not something shameful. It's not. It's it. It's a part of life. It's it. It is what it is, which is what it should be, you know. And how it life is simpler with mm-hmm. that. But but that that energy that is not repressed is not geared towards, um, you know, these advancements. So it's very interesting to think about and you know, the, it probably goes much deeper and more in tail than that, but it's, it's one viewpoint. 
Um, but I'm going to read some of what I underline. He said, yes, they have become very cultured, polished, civilized, educated, scientific, technological, but at what cost? They have lost all joy. They have lost all peace. They have lost all silence. They have lost all love. You can project your love to an imaginary object, but it is not going to give you fulfillment. You can go on writing poetry about Krishna or Christ, but that poetry is not going to give you the experience of love. You will remain starved. So the society has become really rich in every possible way, but the individual has educated technological for whom? The individual is dead. I love when he gets punchy like this. He says, this society is nothing but walking corpses. Oh. Of course, very cultural corpses, very polished. They all speak English with an Oxford accent, but corpses, even if they speak with an Oxford, Oxford accent, are still corpses. They become great politicians. They become great leaders. But just look inside those people. They are hollow. There's no substance inside. There is no soul. If they get defeated in one direction, then they start moving in another direction. The societies that did not repress sex remained undeveloped for the simple reason that they were contented. There was no energy available to go after money, to go after politics, to go after God. No, they danced, they sang, they had a small but beautiful architecture, huts but made beautifully. They lived a very clean life. There was no crime because there was no energy for crime. And now you have to understand how the things are related. When there is no crime, what is the need of a judge? What is the need of a court? What is the need of the cops? When everybody is happy and enjoying and is not feeling guilty for being happy, why should he go to a Catholic priest to confess, confess that I am feeling guilty? Mm. I love this shit. <laughs> In, let's see. What else did I underline? I have lived with these people and I have never heard them complain about anything. They have no problems as such. They accept life as it comes. This part I underlined, double underlined. Because we can take this. Accept life as it comes and they enjoy it as much as they can. They live joyously. They die joyously without any fear in life nor any fear about what will happen after death. They don't care. There's no energy for all these things. I want you to be alive and as rich in every dimension as possible. He, he says, I'm not ready to choose between these two either or. Um, I would not like you to, or he said, I would like you to have a fuller life and anything that develops out of a fuller life to me, that is true culture. Aboriginals live a life that is full, but not overflowing. So he's saying like, what can we learn from both sides of these, right? Like how can we overflow in our, and ultimately it all comes, he's saying like, how can we overflow in love? And then, uh, towards the end of this chapter, um, he says, one small sparkle of your energy can fill the whole earth with dance, song, music. Just a little sparkle is enough. If you know how to expand it, it can become a wildfire. It may be just a fl little flame within you. Meditation is nothing but an effort to expand your inner flame so that you can become a fire, a flame, a glow overflowing. The moment your consciousness flowers in meditation, there is a tremendous explosion. You, yes, you will have music, but it will have a spiritual quality to it. You will have dance and poetry. And he's saying all of these things. They won't be obsessed with sex and lust. There'll be love overflowing, bubbling out of you. Um, each word coming out of your fulfillment will catch something of what I call godliness. You will have a science that will be creative, helpful to life. 
you will have everything, but with a different quality. Up to now, these two societies have existed. We are not going to be either of them. We are the third alternative for the first time proposed in the world. I want you to be a whole human being. So it's like, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it always comes back to like, I love what he said about these, you know, quote, simpler societies. Like they just take the day moment by moment what's in front of them. And that's something to hold on to and learn from is like, we can become obsessed with the future, obsessed with what is my purpose in life? What am I supposed to do with my life? And it's like, what is your purpose right now in this moment? What feels good to do right now in this moment? How can you put love out into the world in this moment? It all comes back to our desire for freedom and our purpose to overflow with love and let it go out into the world, right? And we're all imperfect at that and we're all finding our own ways but that's that's the fun part that's the juicy part is uncovering that for ourselves like how do I get myself out of the cage and living fully alive feeling fully alive feeling fulfilled living in full expression of my heart and there's other parts of this book where he talks about like or actually maybe is the next book I started by (laughs) I have two of them with me um but he's saying he's like he's like you need if you want to be fully alive then when you are angry you be angry and you show it on your face and you tell them with your words and you don't be a hypocrite he's he's basically like my words he's like fuck hypocrites that are that angry on the inside but have a smile and say something sweetly he's like no you are fully alive if you are fully alive mm-hmm. You be fully angry when you're angry and you be fully sad when you're sad and you be fully joyous when you are full of joy. And that is being fully alive. Being fully alive is feeling everything in its entirety and not only feeling it, but expressing it, expressing it. And I know I have a hard time expressing when I'm angry, a hard time expressing when, uh, well, I, but if I'm by myself, I can express when I'm sad. I cry all the time, but... <laughs> No, but that's it, right? It's like to be fully alive, to be out of that cage, to be able to look at each other and be like, I'm mad right now and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> and then we can move on and we'll feel, we'll feel more full of love because we had that exchange. We'll feel closer because we had that exchange, right? Rather than letting these things build up between us. So, um, I recommend everything I've read by Osho, I recommend, and all the books are some stuff where I'm like, don't agree with that, but there's so much good stuff in there. Um, but it really brought me to this concept of zucosis and the way we're meant to live in community and connection and live, live, be alive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, cause when we get stuck in our routines and our hypnotic state, like that's, that's what hypnosis or <laughs> hypnosis, zucosis kind of is. It's just like mm-hmm. that feeling like, I, like I feel like like life feels dull like it's well we the, the colors are turned down you know like the animals start you know pacing and going in circles and and hurting ourselves in different ways and mm-hmm. just you know it's been interesting it's it's an interesting thing because I'm I'm personally navigating like how much of my mental health, mental illnesses are like chemically inherited and how much are a result of the lifestyle that I'm working Mm -hmm. on improving every day. Mm -hmm. And 
So I just thought this topic was so was so interesting. And, and just to like take a moment today and reflect like what are the walls I've placed around myself? How have I, you know, locked myself in a tank, in a cage, mm-hmm. doing what I think I should be doing versus what would feel really good versus what my human body needs, the connection, the community, nature, movement. There's a thing, um, two things. One is apparently our like reptilian brain needs to hear birds chirping because when birds are chirping, it means that there's no predators around. It means that they feel safe. Oh, And wow. when birds get really quiet, that's when we're like, what's up? So like being outside, hearing birds chirping, it's like a sign of safety. Um, gosh, the other thing slipped my mind. But there's just so, there's so much wired into us that we don't even know about. Like when I heard mm-hmm. that today, I was like, oh, well, no kidding. No wonder I you know, I'm struggling with like wanting to keep my windows open all day. I want to hear the birds, but we have Mm -hmm. the smoking thing. So they get closed quite a bit. Um, yeah, I'm in my little, I'm in my little zoo cage era and I'm, I'm working on it. (laughs) I'm working on it. And it's, it's just a reminder. It's like we're, we do so much like inner work and, and, and soul growth and all this stuff. But it's like, we're animals in an animal body. <laughs> we have to take yeah, care of that it's, too. It's hard where we got, we got really used to being at home, like we talked about. And that's sort of my predisposition anyway. Like even now, like, I'm like, oh God, like after this, like I have to, I'm starving and like, I have to figure out where to eat and like, I'm going to be tempted to just find the like American place around here and go in, but like, no, I want to go eat some authentic lunch and I'm not I, like, I don't know if they're going to speak English. I don't know if I'm going to be stressed mm-hmm. out. And I'm, and I'm like, you know, even now I'm tempted to stay in my little cage and just be like, Oh, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just work here. You know, like I'll, I'll go to the coffee bean I saw earlier and, and get a muffin and come back and work. You know, it's like, it's a challenge to break out of that cage. We got comfortable, even though, you know, comfortable does not mean happy. Comfortable does not mean fulfilled. Comfortable does not mean full of life. You know, we want mm-hmm. when we are, we want comfortable to mean, you know, pleasurable, like delicious, mm. but comfortable a lot of times means dimming, dulling, um, that's not the kind of comfortable we want, right? We want comfortable to be coming home after a day of fun new experiences or a day of work that lit us up or whatever it is and like getting into bed, like that kind of comfortable. But the other kinds of comfortable, not so much. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and we just, like we mentioned earlier, we just did a whole dripping in discomfort. It was more than a masterclass. It was a workshop. This was a workshop. This was very Mm -hmm. interactive. This was very catered to you and your breakthroughs. And it was amazing. It was amazing. And if you just come into Rebel Visionary and then come into the Alchemy Collective, you're you're going to love it. It's like this times a thousand. It's like this, but on fire. It's like this, but for you specifically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For your growth, for your mission for your life. Yeah. 
especially if you want connection to other people that are, you know, stepping into their rebel visionary era or are committed to making changes in their life or and or you want the closeness and connection to Juliet and I, mm-hmm. like the Alchemy Collective is an unbelievable value. Like you get all the live calls with us, you get the access to all the replays, but also like we're there. We're talking to you. We're we're like, what's going on? What are you creating? What are you thinking about? What are you dreaming about? Are you making it happen? We're celebrating with you. We're giving you advice when um, you're feeling stuck. We're you know we're chipping away the the stuff that is the the, the limiting beliefs, the blocks. Like we're in it with you. So if you're looking for that support, um, the Alchemy Collective is an unbelievable place to do that. But Come into Rebel Visionary. See what it's all about. It's going to be a five-day immersion. It's going to be unbelievable. Um, Keep an eye out for that on Friday. And um, you can come into the Alchemy Collective at at any time. We'd love to have you. It's for for witches on a mission, ready to to create more for their lives. More purpose, more fulfillment. Bring your visions to life. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Woohoo. Oh my gosh. Well, witches and goddesses and the old uh, server from the restaurant we used to go to, Steve, thank you so much. (laughs) We miss you. (laughs) We miss you so much. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. You know where to find us. Um, Oh yeah, this is your part. Make sure you're following us on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok with the same handles at Goddess Hangs, at I am Sadie Olson, at Juliet.Piper. And we will catch you next week. Thank you for everything. Have a magical day. Bye. Bye.